Welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And that is the hundredth time we've said that. Yep. Welcome to the special edition, non-special edition, hundredth episode of Rain City <laughs> Supercars, brought to you by Rain City Supercars, <laughs> Drivers Club, Avance, Carter Subaru, Rainier Beer, Haggerty. and Haggerty. Wow. Hundred. I, I just... Yeah, we stopped announcing the numbers on our episode, but this is actually our 100th episode. Yeah. Come a long way from your kitchen. At one mic... Well, so here's the thing. One microphone initially. Yeah, I guess, and not the kitchen And either. not the kitchen. And then the kitchen with multiple mics on booms, <laughs> which was a... And then to move to Driver's Club. And, I mean, I want to tell you, we Dan and I celebrated the 100th episode by getting ourselves a uh, Husky uh, AV cart. It's it is not an AV nice. cart, but... Uh, well, we just probably want to put Jared behind the couch. It was more <laughs> it's like yeah, I, uh, so it was kind of funny, too, because we picked it up from Home Depot, and I got it on Slick Deals for half off. So the, even though when I picked it up, because I love deals, the guy at the register was like, wow, really? I was like, yeah, I know. I should have bought two. Yep. <laughs> Works great. How did we get here? Whiskey. Ugh, Rainier. Don't even say that word to me right now. <laughs> How are you feeling, buddy? I've had better weekends. <laughs> I tied one on. I tied more than one on this weekend. But I'm feeling good. Um Ish. This actually comes out on f- on October 11th, which is my birthday, and so I'm excited about. I'm sure by then I'll. Feel <laughs> <good>. You're old. <laughs> what is it, like 12 days after? 16. 16 days after. <laughs> yeah, 27th. So happy 40th, buddy. Yeah, thank you. This will be uh, on your, your birthday. Yeah, balloons only say 100 though. They should have said 40. But no, I'm feeling <laughs> good. Um, I saved up all of my energy today just to do this. <laughs> Working from home, so very nice. It's it's yeah. I actually had to work today. I know that's hard to believe, but I actually had to get out in the world and be productive. So, <laughs> which was harder than you think. So, I, I still I can't be, I can't believe this is a hundredth episode. I never like ever. I mean, how do we get here? Yeah, this is uh. We, well, we started. So, in case somebody doesn't know, you get to see our little teaser clip on Instagram and stuff. But uh, we're terrible on video. We found that out early on. We'll try. We make definitely this have work. faces for radio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we we tried doing this. Our original thought was to do like a YouTube thing because that was kind of the hot ticket at the time. And then we realized we were terrible on camera. <laughs> like you can't edit on camera. Now we don't edit that much anyway. It's, it's not that we were terrible. It's just the fact that we'd get in the car, we'd drive, and nobody would talk. <laughs> yeah, like, like oh, don't want to hit things. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and we 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 tried some we tried some interesting things with drones and in car footage, and it just did not, it didn't fit. Yeah, and I th- I even think that might have been before we even had the the Rain City Supercars, like the name. We were just trying to do something that we thought would be. Yeah, like I said, this all started f- by doing lunches after exotics, and we, Dan and I would sit around and sort of pontificate. About what we thought we knew about cars. That's a big word. Good job. I know. It's the word <laughs> of the day calendar. So I got my stuff for my birthday. <laughs> when I learn to read, it's going to be really productive. <laughs> but did you, did you know you can make Alexa tell you a word of the day calendar? <laughs> I did not. It. I don't know if you can. That's not, not the Carter Subaru tip of the that's day. That's not. No. <laughs> that's not. And uh, it's been a, it's a I mean, so it's two years. It's, yeah. it's taken us two years to get here. Like almost... To the day. Like, this is a big month for us. It's like uh, we've yeah. been friends for four years. Mm-hmm. Rain City Supercars has been around for two years. It's our 100th episode. Man of birthdays. How do you not love out. that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I meant that out. Yeah, you can. You can see how the show started. It was much like that. It uh, didn't work. <laughs> I don't know if it didn't work. It just shouldn't have worked. Yeah. So what do you got for our Carter Subaru tip of the day for our 100th? Well, um, I guess one of the things I want to touch on is the the Seamont Rally blew up. This last year. Yeah. Like we started with like four people. Four cars, I think it was the first. It was a four or five. Four cars. Four. Yeah, yeah. four stickered cars. Then yeah. we went to 12, and now we're at 
uh, capping it at 20 because we would get more, but we don't have the space. And oh, I are can't we capping it at 20? Good to know. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I think that's what we talked <laughs> I'm about. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. We saw, but it's yeah managing that many cars and still keeping the quality of the rally up is a real challenge. Um, so this is. I did a drive this weekend. Uh, surprising, I know, right? But I did it with uh, a bunch of the Drivers Club members. We did uh, Highway 20, just or, or the Cascade Loop, basically. We didn't go through two because of Oktoberfest. We did 90, uh, 97 to 90 and then back. And yeah, it's probably smart. It turned out to be a beautiful day. There, there was still a bunch of snow up in the mountains, but not on the road, so it was just gorgeous. Nice. Got some awesome photos. But one of the things, though, is that uh, when I was navigating the trip, I, I had made this mistake early on, and I didn't this time. But um, So... When you're planning any kind of rally points, and you're, everybody uses Google Maps for that. I get it because you can translate it right to the Google Maps app in your phone. That makes it pretty easy. It does not make it easy on the fly. If you make changes on the fly during your route, it actually doesn't share that well platform to platform. But one of the mistakes I see people often make, and I have made myself, is that when they put a point on the map on the road, they choose uh, like a city. Like, oh, I want to go through this little tiny town on the map, and I'll just use that as my waypoint. Well, what often happens is the center of that city is not typically on the road you're on. It's typically like a block or two off. And what happens when you're in places like the middle of nowhere in Oregon, Idaho, Utah, California, whatever, is you won't have service. So if you miss that waypoint on the map, it'll keep trying to redirect you back to it. And because you don't have service, it won't let you remove the next point. It actually, it's actually kind of a poor design overall, but it is what it is right now. So when you do your waypoints, you need to mark them in the middle of the road. And you do you change waypoints like that so that the map specifically takes you down a certain route versus routing you the most efficient way possible. Because, I mean, that's the typical goal of mapping is you want to get somewhere as quick as possible in the most efficient way possible in the least amount of time. So it's avoiding traffic and all those other things. But if you're like, no, I want to take this, middle of, this road in the middle of nowhere that goes nowhere but super fun, you have to pick a point that redirects you around that that you can share it because Google Maps is limited to 10 waypoints. Also, I'm still pissed at you about that, Google. Um, but anyway, choose it in the middle of the road. So you'll have like a, uh, a GPS coordinate. It'll be like 44 North, 52 S, whatever. And so instead of saying, I want to go to Enterprise, Oregon and take a left, well, that'll make you go to downtown Enterprise, Oregon. Which so basically the main streets are not on the main roads is what you're saying. Right. It'll yeah. take you to like City Hall, Enterprise, Oregon. And then when you miss that waypoint because you're making that right or that left, your map, if you don't have service, will not be able to automatically correct you most of the time. If you've downloaded the map offline, sometimes it'll work. But it's not an exact science still. You'd think at 2019 they'd have this stuff figured out. You almost have to go in and delete that waypoint. Yes, yeah. you do. And it, won't, and it can be a real problem if you've got, say... 12 cars on a rally mm -hmm. and someone misses a turn Joe and they can't yeah where's Joe and they can't redirect back and a lot of that is because if they don't have you don't have that point perfectly that's what messed us up on that rally is I had all the maps loaded offline but not everybody did yeah they can't redirect back because they're like oh I oh we're going to make sure everybody has them downloaded next year yeah so learning for mistakes made we've yeah. our mistakes have been minor considering considering no yeah, one has died yet yeah, okay, <laughs> nobody's died yet. Um, <laughs> apparently that's happening soon. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. statistics. But yeah, to the infidels, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's my tip of the day is when you're doing a waypoint, make sure you are marking it exactly in the middle of the road and not just the name of the town or the name of the stop. If you're like, oh, I want McDonald's in this town, but you're not really going there, you're just using it as a map marker, it actually won't work most of the time if you're in the middle of nowhere. So make sure you're marking exactly where you want to go on the route, and you can just drag and drop that. Um the second one I didn't want to do was the Carter Subaru tip of the day because I thought it sounded a little preachy in my opinion. But one thing I've learned from this show so far is that this world keeps shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. How so? 
Like, we know everybody through one degree of separation in the car world. Oh, yeah. Kevin Bacon ain't got nothing on us. Right. Yeah. And, it, and I think that's a very common theme we've noticed in the car world across the board is the more people I meet, the more I realize that they know somebody I know. And it's not like through like, oh, I know this guy or I met this guy once. It's like, no, I have a lot of people, a lot of our guests on our show we've known via one degree of separation. It's hard to hide who we really are. <laughs> well, I mean, and and, the, and that's the funny thing. We've talked about it too. And it's, it's so much in the car world. You don't necessarily know somebody's name, but you can know exactly yeah. what they drive. And, and <laughs> But it's it, it's amazing to me. You're right. The fact that people we've met and it's like, oh, yeah, I know this person. Oh, yeah. Well, we know that person really well. Yeah. Had him on our show. Exotics. He's been on the show. Things of that nature, you know. Yeah. And I can't stress enough how important it is to bite your tongue. You don't know everybody's story. That was one of the whole th- points of this show is that we had all these cool friends, people we liked, but I didn't really know their story. And most of the time, they're really good stories. We just happen to meet really cool people all the time. And I think most people in general have a pretty good story once you get them to talk about it. From early on, we had uh, Steve Theodore was our first guest. Ah, Steve. Yeah, Super Steve. Yeah, nobody knew Steve then. Well, everybody knew Steve in the, in the Super. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like, I mean, we all knew him at Exotics, but, I mean, his love for that kind of stuff and op- having him open up about how much he knows about the Supra, but he's also a huge Porsche guy, to say the least, was just one of those things like, oh, now you know, or Sean's story, Sean McDonough's story from Canada, which we talked about this weekend on the drive, because it's the funniest Canada story ever. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that, of not being able to go to Canada. For a long time. For a long, long time. So we're as we were talking with the Drivers Club group about planning the drive up into Canada, because we want to go a winter drive to Whistler, and then a Drivers Club drive up to, uh, all the way up to Banff, Alberta, and then Jasper, which in my opinion is the, probably the most beautiful drive you can do in North America, really. Um, but the right times of year to do it takes a special crowd. But one of the things that I had to stress on it as I was discussing it with Amanda is that if you go 30 kilometers over the limit in Canada, they'll pull your car. Even if you're in the middle of nowhere in a national park in Jasper and the next stop is 100 miles, like you will lose your car. And if you can imagine your tow bill from the middle of nowhere, it's going to be astronomically high and good luck finding a lawyer. It's hard for them to catch you while they're riding a moose. But I mean, other than that, right? it's re- yeah, they do take your car. That, that's that been a big problem up in Vancouver and yeah. some of the young kids all that are coming in from there. the supercars. I mean, they get impounded all the time. Mm-hmm. So. so it's one of those things that you got to set those standards about a drive, but it's like, it's funny when you finally have that firsthand knowledge. You talk to somebody and you're like, oh, yeah, I couldn't go to Canada for eight, eight years or whatever. Oops. It's because they wouldn't let you back in. Well, I mean, I'm actually surprised sometimes they let us into Canada, even though we haven't done anything that they know of. So I, so I was going through, I found this box that I made in like middle school in like wood shop. Okay. And I opened it up and it was like an old keepsake box I kept through school. It has some stuff. It has some original first run Daisy BBs I got from my grandpa. It has okay. some weird like just nostalgic stuff that I've collected over my life. And you know what I found? Hmm. A ticket from 1999 when I was in Canada that they wrote. I was the designated driver and I was stone sober driving my friends home from Canada because we could go up there when we were 19. And I got a ticket for him having, he said he had a, t- I had a he said he had a taillight out. It was just dim, the bulb, because this was a buddy of mine, Scirocco, not mine. And his windows were too dark. And he was totally targeted because he knew we'd have to pay the ticket. Well, out of principle, I never paid the ticket because the cop is the world's biggest jerk I've ever met. And so I just never went back. And finally, this is pre-computer systems up there, first tickets. Okay. I never paid it, but I still have the ticket. And I'm past the statutes now. 
So, uh, yeah, it's a good thing you're not admitting this on, like, a national platform or anything like that. That was so, 20 years yeah, ago. So, okay. Come get me, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm past the statute of limitations on it. But out of principle, I refused to ever pay the ticket, and they lost it in the system. How do you know they lost in the system? I checked. Oh, okay. I was, <laughs> I was like, I was like, should we be worried lot, the next time we're up there? I've yeah. had a lot of background checks, Nexus, things like that, for oh, border okay. crossing and things right. like global entry and stuff like that. And so I was like, yes. You would know is what you're saying. Yeah, I would no, absolutely know. And so, like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I've never done anything. I mean, I've done some stupid stuff up in Canada, but I've never done anything that's involved to mount me <laughs> or whatever. So, <laughs> been, by the way, don't call them that. No, don't call them that. They, they I know a few up they there. They don't like that <laughs> a lot. So, yeah. Um, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to kind of talk about some of the things that we've done, we've been able to do because of Rain City Supercars, some of the prejudice we still have to this day, and some things <laughs> some that, of the you know, opinions that are reinforced. Oh, absolutely. For doing yeah. the show. Absolutely. We'll be right back. We spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. And we're back. And over the break, we decided to change the whole format of how we're going to do episode 100 <laughs> right now. Um, we were sitting here, and it's funny because we have a tendency, uh, and that's one of the great things if you come and watch this live is, is some of the things that happen that you oh, yeah. d- don't make it in. And one of, the be- one of the best episodes or one of the lines that has sort of defined a lot of, of who we are was, what, was, it was episode like 73 is Madeline Puckett. Um, <laughs> and, and what is the exact, was, was it? It's a job on wheels. It, it shows the fact that when people come in here that we try to create a, an atmosphere that, you know, that is so fun and, and open. And, and you, I think that's the first time we, you and I really got shocked. Like, I, usually I'm sort of the shock and awe and, and say the stupid stuff. And like I said, a lot of it gets edited out just because, well, Dan knows better. But that was just <laughs> something like, I remember both of us just sitting there going, um, <laughs> like, do I leave that I, in? I don't know do how to respond in. to that. And sh- and that being said, she's become a very good friend of ours. Yeah. Um, that we have ironically sat out on Dan's porch and drank Rainier with. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> But I mean, good wine too. But you look back on on some of the you know and uh, uh, some of the people that we've had like uh, Carl's bringing up like the Brits. I mean the people we Adam Robertson, Carl, yeah, we've had a Peter lot of Brits Gleason. On the show. I mean, you know some of the knowledge that we gained from Peter Peter Gleason was incredible. I mean, yeah, that was I a just, great. You know, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very hard. Like Dan and I were sitting there talking, we were going through our list of people and things that we've been able to do and people that we've got on the show that we never would have imagined would ever have happened you know um some really big names in this in this area and and we're very grateful for it cliff Averill comes cliff, to mind, i mean course, that's yeah. probably i mean that was probably one of my favorites it was just e- even though i'm not a huge football guy sitting down and talking to him and learning about his past and where he comes from and where he's going now and the fact that he's more busy now than he is when he yeah it was it was a lot of fun like, yeah i think it's People love to just kind of be themselves after a while. It's, you can always tell, too, as I do the editing and I go through the show, which is always funny. If you've ever, like, watching the editing I used to do, the editing I do now. But, like, people who, you can, if you listen to the first act of the show, you know, and then the second and then the third, it's usually a really different transition in personality the whole way across. 
Well, unless you're Madeline. Yeah, well, <laughs> she came, she came out of the barrel just firing. But a lot of times when when guests come in, they're like they want to know the questions and they want to know what we're going to ask, and we don't know. And then they get scared. And then they get scared and kind of <laughs> shut down. And we have had guests that it's like we hit we hit pause and stop to do the break, and they don't stop talking. And then we, hit, we, we when we hit go, and it's like three three words. And so it's tough. Uh, and Dan and I have never had a problem talking. Um, about ourselves, uh, but enough about us. Let's talk about us. You know, one of the funniest ones, though, hmm. is one of our closest friends anyway, and that's oh. Jason Boryog. Oh, God. <laughs> and if you guys haven't heard that episode of him uh, driving his Volkswagen bus over the pass. Oh, God, I forgot about Bees that. Bees were not his friend. <laughs> I, was beh- I was behind him. Actually, that happened in. It happened between like coming out, going up to the pass. Oh, God, that was so much fun. <laughs> I, I it looked like it was smoke across the road, and he had his safari windows open, and just, oh, I was riding, I was driving, I wasn't driving Alice behind him, and I mean, I truly thought it was smoke. Yeah, was I'm gonna let him smoke. say that in his own words. Yeah. I'm gonna drop this clip in real quick. I've got bees in my lap. I got bees in the seat, and those who know me, I am terrified of bees. I mean, like literally. If those windows were up all the way, I would have tucked and rolled out of that bus moving 40 <laughs> miles an hour, and I would have been fine with it while it burnt to the ground. Bees! <laughs> it's in my raccoon wounds. <laughs> it's amazing the amount of, of, of stories that you know, you know. You and I sit there and think about it. We, look, we were going back through the episodes and, and talking to people. I mean, and, and Carl's here with us all the time, and, and we want to thank him for that, by the way. Thank you so much, Carl, for everything <laughs> yeah, you do. Our photos would be terrible without Yeah, Carl. I mean, you, you make us look really good. I don't know how you do it, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're definitely number one, Carl. You're number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so, we've had some interesting opportunities, too. I, okay, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know. Speaking of the Brits, I mean, I'm just and, and back ha- to that. having a coupon for penicillin has been mind blowing. It's just it served you well. It's <laughs> us. It served <laughs> us well. <laughs> Shut up, Jared. <laughs> I was thinking more of Adam Robertson. Oh God. <laughs> hey, his mom was a big fan of that oh, interview. His hello, Mrs. Robinson. You know, Adam has Robertson, uh, but Robertson, that's gonna be sorry. going to be going too. Yeah, that's that's a great song. I'm having a, I'm having a really bad. <laughs> Nick day. had a very very okay, good weekend. All right. yeah, I had a great weekend, but it just it just turned off. Bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I think that's I think that's one of our our first. Oh, okay. <laughs> and here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Okay, I don't get copyright infringement on that. So. This is going way off. Oh no, we can tribute going all off we the want. Rails. I don't think he's, she's going to be a fan of the show after. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> so you, you talk now, Dan. Yeah, Mrs. Robertson, Adam's that mom too. was great. She, uh, but Adam, she's one of our first across the pond fans. Yeah, she was. I was like, I got a big, I got a blip in uh, in out of the UK from that show. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, we had listeners over there, and we started getting more. Um, but out of that. Not directly tied to that interview, but that relationship, that was how we got to do our episode on driving the McLarens. And now we had driven McLarens before. We got to drive Kevin Beach's 675 LT. Uh-huh. He was like guest number three or four, I think, even. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, very early on. And getting to know him was a ton of fun. But then we got to drive the 570s for a week. I still grin about that every time. I l- yeah, it brings a huge smile to my face And people every bring it up time. to me all the time. You know which one, speaking of smiles on my face... Which one you brought together was seen through glass, Sam. Sam, yeah. like that was one of our more recent ones. But how did you even set that up? I actually never asked you that. You know, uh, it, uh, it, you have a lot to do with it because I have never been a person that's really good at Instagram or Facebook or stuff. I just sort of, inst- like you said, just message him. 
just message him. And he had put a video out talking about that he was going to do this United States tour. And he was talking about that he was looking for people and places to go. And he was going to come up th- up the coast. And I just messaged him. I had messaged him initially through Concorso with some of the stuff we'd done down there and invited him in. Him, uh, Tim from Shmi150, and a couple of other channels, um, Stradman and people like that. And yeah. um, him and I just started talking. And I said, well, well if you're coming if, after Monterey, if you're coming up, why don't you, if you're gonna, are you going to be in Seattle? He said, yeah. He said, we might have a rest day. I said, well, if I could put something together for you, would that be fun? And he, and he thought it was. And so we ended up bringing him up here. Uh, he we did a, If you've ever watched the video, it's really cool. I think it's got over like 60,000 views now. Yeah. Um, he, he was at Exotics, and he came to Drivers Club, did a private tour of Drivers Club, and, and did a video from here. And then he had an opportunity to go over to Authentic Motorcars, which another another person that's yeah, been on, Shannon on the show. Yeah. Um, and he got to drive a Spiker, which I'm still jealous of. Yeah, um, Shannon. Yeah, Shannon. Where's our Spiker? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of driving but cars, it was uh, it was it was a really interesting opportunity, you know. And we've had a lot of interesting opportunities that have been given to us because of this, which is really interesting. You know, Dan and I have talked about it. We do interviews now on the Wednesday of Car Week down in Monterey. And this year we had the distinct pleasure of yet again in, uh, interviewing uh, Wade Kawasaki and Barry McGuire, which was, I have a whole new respect for Barry McGuire. Yeah, Barry's a really, really cool guy. And that never would have happened if it wasn't for the show. I would encourage anybody down there. He, he McGuire's has had a booth at Concorso for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So I've seen him there many times before, but I never really had the chance to really talk to Barry. And Barry loves to talk. Yes. But, I mean, when you're on the field, like, he's still a working guy. His name's on the company, so he's working. But, man, what a cool opportunity. I, I hope that at some point we get to do cross paths with him again because he was one of those guys I would love to have on the show. Well, and, I mean, and you, you talk about other opportunities is, is through Drivers Club and the fact that we had the opportunity to see the, the Jesco or Jesco or however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, here, sag. I mean, and and see the well at the time was the world record car at three. What is it? Two forty nine or something like no, that. It was two something. Two seventy nine. Two seventy nine point nine or something like that. I mean, inches from it, which is incredible. Um, and it's it's never it, the opportunities that we've been given through this is is something that we never you and I never talked about. We always talked about like we're going to do this. It's going to be fun. We never looked at it as like this is what this will get us. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's always been just because we love cars and we meet cool people. But, I mean, even doing, like, we did uh, the, the live recording. We put it as a bonus episode because it was sort of unplanned. And, to be honest, as I've learned more about the recording stuff, I've had to learn as I go. Like, this isn't this is a labor of two. love. Yeah. We've done Concorso, and then we did the three-pedal posse one a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it's like, as I've learned as I've gone, we did the three-pedal posse one. That's what I was thinking mm-hmm. about. And we had a ton of background noise, and I was like, I don't want to put this out as a full episode because I don't want the listeners to be disappointed like what if the background audio is bad and so i put it out as a bonus episode because i'm hoping people will still listen but people seem to like it yeah and we had a ton of fun doing it we met the coolest people uh the kid down in puyallup who's got his own detailing business and he, who's i mean who will be working will, will be the next richard grio like yeah. when you meet this kid and and the products he uses and why he uses them and things like that he will be no he takes this seriously absolutely that's what made him a really yeah. good interview and then of course elsom sellers which was awesome i mean that's stuff like that that why we do this it's funny i have this pulled up i read a really funny article the other day about how uh i'm going to read the title of it to you because it's on a life hacker how you'll never make money podcasting ah you did tell me <laughs> about i, I this. sent yeah. this to nick the other day and okay. i laughed because i have said from the beginning of this that being able to do a podcast the way we do it is a luxury for us. Yeah. 
Like, um, I think there's people Pain who... in the ass luxury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so. a labor of love. Yes. But at the same time, though, I, c- I can't imagine what the guys who do, like, full-time YouTube, full YouTubers, like Sam from mm-hmm. See Through Glass, go through to make this stuff work. Because for us, it's just like, I mean, this is a second job for us. It's It probably takes more time than my full-time job some weeks. I'm Jobs not even pay, kidding. Dan. Jobs pay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's second so, hobby. Yeah. But I laugh because in my in my own mind, I'm just only speaking for me, not Nick here, that like I feel like we've been very fortunate to have a lot of success early on only because we've been able to meet so many cool people and build up relationships and friendships. Like There's a lot of people I didn't know very well. I'd met in passing a hundred times because of the cars they drove to exotics or we'd be at events together. But uh, Peter's a good example of that where like I knew him via people all the time, but I'd never had a real conversation with him. And he's such a cool and interesting guy. Um, so down to earth. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a must. That's a two-part episode you guys have to listen to. I'll leave the links in the show. I will tell you there's a there's a group of episodes that we did that I didn't understand at the time when we were doing them. And I'm going to call them our gamer episodes. Oh, so yes. Alan Hartman, Kiki, uh, Kiki Wolfkill. Wolf Kill. And those ones were I'm I'm not I'm not a huge gamer. Like I mean, I, I play Forza, um, you know, my Xbox is what I run my 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 movie services through, but I Sitting down and talking to them and, and seeing their passion for not only the, the craft that, that, that they do, but their, their, their love of cars and things of that nature was really fun for me and kind of eye-opening. Like, there's this, it, it's not anymore, but like growing up, it, there was a joke, uh, the far side used to have a, he did a thing that said, and it was a kid playing Nintendo, and the paper, parents were looking in the paper and it said like, you know, paid to play Nintendo a million dollars a year. And it was always so funny when you saw that in the paper and thinking, that's never going to happen. And now the world we live in, like competitive gaming is on ESPN. Like, yeah. And to sit down and talk to those guys, that was a lot of fun for me. Something I didn't expect that I was going to enjoy. I mean, I knew I'd enjoy the people. Cause yeah, they're, they're Kiki awesome. Wolfkill is way cooler than I'm ever going to be. Yeah. You want to <laughs> play Halo? Not with you. No. <laughs> nope. She's been busy working on the, and, and now she's bu- been super busy working on the TV show. Yeah. Well, she said that's what they were going into. They're transitioning yeah, into that. So so cool. And yeah. John Schomer, of course, John, I want to, you were on his show. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. I, that was a totally different experience for me to be in a, a live, inter- a live environment that where people were commenting and things like that. And I mean, like, you did very well. I, well, I, I, I did, I did the best I could do. I mean, we were, I, I've been on there. You need to get on there. Amanda's been on there. Yeah, I know. He, he's asked me and I just, I, yeah. well, you know what? I'm, life. My life during the week is mm-hmm. like, can you get off from work? Yeah, yeah, probably in like three months if I schedule it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a jerk because he's awesome. It, I mean, it, it's been incredible opportunities. Yeah, I I think I'm still talking with Batim because I'm going to tune my Porsche. I see. So we had Batim from BBI, which anybody who's there's obviously we're in drivers club, so it's like Porsche heaven here. Literally, there's like everything, every Porsche you'd ever want out there, minus a 918 at the moment. And yeah, Doug, <laughs> where's the 918? <laughs> <laughs> it's driving away yeah but uh so because i was out on the drive this weekend and dan here a friend of ours uh had us a 488 yeah how'd that go by the way not as well as he'd hoped. oh yeah i heard there was a little uh competition <laughs> i'm on currently the untuned and yeah. uh i'll tell you what 488 didn't walk away from me who got to 70 faster just to 70 just to 70 he had me by just a nose just a nose just okay. a nose, a blue nose. we, we okay. promptly stopped at the speed limit of course so well yeah that's why i asked right yeah, up to yeah, 70 miles just an hour. you know 30 to 70 pulls yeah. well <laughs> another one of my favorite episodes that we did actually was right before we came here uh was when we had uh, the ladies we had ashley uh yeah. chrissy and amanda we should talk about that more okay that's, well, what I mean, that's what I was trying to do, but okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's almost like I was leading into that or something. Uh, Sorry, I'm a terrible co-host for no, a yes, moment exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the door I'm opening for you. 
all I meant to say was there was so much more to that than those episodes. Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're, well, they're, they're, they're friends first, and they, they were graciously – they've all done the podcast and, and did a wonderful job separately, and then they came on. And it was one of the most lively episodes because I remember sitting <laughs> in my kitchen just laughing hysterically um, and really noticing that – this is when I really noticed the, the, the change in the automotive world around here. And, and the female dominance that was coming in uh-huh. and the creation of Bella Corsa and things of that nature that was so much fun. Yeah, I was going to say, as we've seen, I mean, Chrissy just got promoted. Congratulations again, Congratulations Chrissy, by the way. Yeah. And, of course, Ashley, like everybody knows Ashley. Everybody's always known Ashley. I feel like she's like the car girl up and down the shows on the West Coast, especially because it's her territory. But it's like, if it is, Haggerty's got their hand in everything, so... And that being said, and this is all I can say about it, there might be a little bit of a collaboration between LeMay and Grand City Supercars here coming up oh, in the future. Yeah, yeah. So some things, you know, that have, again, another opportunity that we would never have. Yep, I know exactly what you're this. talking about. Our so. listeners are going to have something really cool to look forward to yeah. coming up there. So we should thank Chrissy again, even ahead of time, even for asking us. Like, if that never works out, it's still one of the coolest things just to be asked. And, I, I mean, I want to go back to Matt from Obsessed Garage, too. That was another great episode that um, thanks to Doug for le- uh, bringing him in. But I had watched him on YouTube mm-hmm. for years and and knew who he was. But to sit down and talk to him about kind of the back backstory of who he was and what and what made him <laughs> literally the obsessed garage was really interesting. Super interesting. Yeah, actually, it's it's funny. My mom actually called me after that. She goes, "That was a really good one." Oh, well, if you got mom's <laughs> approval, like, that's all it is. Yeah, it always makes. I'm still happy when my mom does that. Thanks, mom. But Wish uh, my mom had listened. No, <laughs> <laughs> my mom's like, "Why would I listen?" I, I get no. She listens all the time. But. Yeah, but no, he was. He was a super interesting guy. Way beyond obsessed garage. Like yeah. just getting his story, like you said. Yeah, actually, um, it's funny if you look at our analytics for the show. Uh, one of the most popular episodes we've had was not a like world-renowned famous guest because of notoriety for you know a YouTube channel like that. It was actually Jillian Titus. I was just about to ask that. Yeah, and her story has been published before, and she's talked about it in depth on the show, of course, but that was easily one of the, my favorite episodes because it's easy. Like I think I even titled the episode something about not judging a book by its cover. That was in the, descript- the episode description. Mm-hmm. And great photo shoot on that one, by the way, Carl. Thank you. Um, but her story uh, from adoption as an adult from her parents uh, was one of my favorite ones by far and one of the ones we got a lot of comments on and people actually reached out to her but we got a lot of comments on the episode of people talking about it uh, just fantastic episode and what a cool person uh, I hope everybody if you want to go back and I always tell everybody when they want to start with our show I have like a few episodes I tell people listen to this one listen to this one listen to this one hers is one of the ones I go to very often because like I can't think of a better guest for that of just like this is how it is. This is who I am. This is where I was. This is where I am now. And that whole story is really interesting. A lot of our guests, that when we, they come in, and I'm going to uh, go to a specific one right now. Um, and unfortunately, you weren't here for the first episode. Was Shay. Still mad I missed that one. Um, it was a funny but, episode. But that was a great episode. But there's so much more information that that, that is there. And that not there my Russian doll collection. And not your Russian doll <laughs> Okay, Jason going off on you on that was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I mean. But yes, back to Shay. But that uh, Shay's episode was so cool, and to to hear the appreciation for what she, th- her and her husband work extremely hard in this world, but they're so appreciative for what they have, and to watch her giggle about talking about her Porsches and and 
it's it was that was so much fun. I'm I'm sorry you missed it. I really am. But I mean, Jason, did you? Uh, well, I don't know if he did you a solid, but <laughs> <laughs> he kind of threw you under the Russian doll bus. But that was. Uh, you know. Yeah, I had one of my managers ask me about that. Do you really have a Russian? I'm like, no, I don't have a he Russian asked, doll collection. He, he asked us about it too, so that was the best part. He was, he was yeah. So it was it was. It was interesting, to say the least. It was, it was she so is worthy of another episode, though. Yeah. I would love to have Shay back and talk about more about to the the race cars and things like that, because there's always room to hear about that. And that's the thing is everybody has a story, mm-hmm. the, and and it's amazing the stories that come out. Like you're going back to Jillian. Like I had no idea. I had read about her. You, I, you know, I. We, every once in a while, Dan sends me stuff and says, reads this. And he assumes I know how to read it. But as long as I can pull it up on my computer and have Windows read it to me, I'm good. So it's really easy. Yeah, as I have down here, Dante Morelli was one of those too uh, as well. I that love was so Dante. much fun. What a nice guy. Down to earth, kind, and the story of his cars were just incredible. Yeah, and back to Bruce Levin, of course, too, mm-hmm. and telling all the other. It's like this community is so small and has such a huge impact on each other. Like that's, It's cool to look out there and still see... Uh, Bruce's cars, but to know that they're in Dante's hands is a whole different in thing. In good hands. Yeah. Another one that we had on here that was a really good friend of both of ours before we started this was uh, Dominic Dobson. Yeah. Dobson Motorsports. And, and we've known Dominic for a long time through Concorso. Uh, he's been, we've been friends with him for a long time. He's he's one of the reasons we got to interview Andrew. Uh, again, Andrew Evans. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that kid... He's too humble for his own good sometimes. He's such an awesome guy, and he's headed to, hopefully, to Le Mans. Yeah. I want to give him a shout-out here because if you're interested in in getting a – let me start with a long-running joke here. If you want to make a small fortune in racing, you start with a large fortune. Well, Andrew's trying to put that together right now because he has a shot at Le Mans. Yeah. Like a legit one. Because they won at the 12 hours. Sebring, yeah. Sebring, yeah. Yeah, and so we need to help get him there. If you look up Andrew Evans, I'll post a link to him on the show here for this one, but not only is he a friend, he's an exceptionally talented, way too humble driver for how fast that a guy he is. And he's, I know he has coached driver's club members here. He's coached in <laughs> us on drives <laughs> a little bit. Um, he did the Seamount rally with us. Like one of the coolest, most humble guys you'll ever meet. And, <laughs> and like someone I, we call a friend. Yeah. And yeah. he's going to do awesome things. So yeah, I agree. It's amazing. Like I said, we sit there and we talk about um, all these amazing guests. And I can't, I can't, it's like somebody goes, oh, what's your favorite episode? I can't tell you that. Like, depend on the day. Like, there are days that, you know, I, I come in and it's like, I wasn't, I didn't really want to be here. But, you know, we, we've committed to this. And then I end up having the best time or the guest was the, the, the most fun. Or I learned something that I never learned. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm laughing a little bit. You know, one of the, the ones that comes around a lot hmm. that I never would have expected is that's the Salish Lodge Valley. Oh, those guys. Oh, that, that's because the photo shoot was incredible. That was so fun. Mm-hmm. All those guys that came here, and uh, we keep sending people up to Salish, and every single time we get better and better like feedback. They're like, oh, I didn't know we could call ahead. And oh, they treat you good. Yeah, Chris, Chris Roberts is the, who we're talking about, of course, and, and he, he's, he got promoted up there as he's basically the concierge for people who call in now. And it's because he knows what he's doing, man. You call ahead to Salish, and you say, I've got a group of cars coming. I've got a date night planned. Man, those guys will take care of you. And they're, to this day, the only consistency I've had. Like, there's places I've paid an arm and a leg to go to, but they're the only ones who really get it. Like, you tell people are coming for a birthday, they literally will show with balloons and champagne. Like, they get it. Literally. Yeah. And yeah. so, shout out to them. Like, again, it's it's not the huge sports stars names that are stuff that, I mean, they're awesome, but there's also the other guys that are really helping everybody out around here that are worth talking about. That's half the fun of the show. Three-pedal posse. (laughs) 
Those guys are so fun. Biggest group of goofballs I'll ever meet. That's why we get along so well with Rain City Supercars. Um, like we, 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 you heard the bonus episode we did with uh, with them. Um, so much fun. Yeah. So much, so much fun. Yeah, shout out to Mauricio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What is one thing that you have learned from doing this show? Well, I mean, I guess I could say the easy answer is that everybody has more of a story than you expect. Um, and then I did bring it up earlier, like, the, everybody seems to be connected through one degree of separation. Yeah. Um, I think it's to hold your tongue, actually. Oh, There's I have definitely not learned that. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I guess I guess hold my tongue in my own head, too, though. Like, sure. it's pretty easy to meet somebody and size them up right away and be totally wrong, especially in the car community around here. Oh, I have absolutely... There have been interviews, which I will not say that I was not looking forward to and are some of the best interviews I've done and totally changed my mind on the person. Yeah, because, I mean, you think you know somebody, but you know something's there. Like, we always get that kind of vibe. It was Carl. It was totally <laughs> Carl. <so. laughs> yeah. But it's like, I mean, yeah, you get to, by the time you really get somebody to open up and know their story, there's, everybody has one. Mm -hmm. And there's, like you said, there's there's so much more to it than just meeting somebody and been like, uh, okay, he's got cool cars, end of story. Maybe it's, you know, uh, he got lucky stocks, family money, whatever, but that's not story even close. Like, everybody's got something. Go I mean, there's people, money is not the story. It's easy to see people with exotic cars, especially from exotics at Ribbontown Center, and think like, okay, this guy's, you know, flexing, as they call it. Well, and we have had the opportunity to... to People have asked us to be on the show, and we've we've looked at people and said, I don't think I don't think it's the right forum for you. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, we, we do try and... Well, and part of it is we don't want anybody to portray anybody in a well, negative that's, light. That's my point. Yeah. Like, I don't think... There are some people out there that can come off yeah. not the way they realize. Yeah. Actually, that's a good way. We can come off sometimes. All the time. All the time. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's a consistency. I don't know how many times I've edited an episode and put my foot in my mouth as I'm like, delete, delete, <laughs> delete. Like, I'm by far... My Yet he publishes always. Uh, my mouth's large enough to put both my feet, so I'm good. I got your back, buddy. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Previously, yeah. 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 oh god. <laughs> yeah, uh, I get it. I get oh, it. Oh man, you would think there would be like an outtake clip, but I'm I'm very afraid of doing it for an outtake show. I can't even imagine the amount of people that would be offended by outtake <laughs> clips. Like. What about your favorite moments from the show, or what have you learned from this show? I, and I think it's a simple thing. I think it's it's the don't judge a book by its cover. I think that um, there have been interviews that, like I said before, I, I wasn't interested. I, I mean, I was I, I'm always interested, but I came away learning so much more about the person than I thought I was going to learn. That I thought that they they were going to be a certain type of person, and and that it totally changed me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you looking at Doug for? Yeah. I was <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the, the emperor over here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he does look like the Unabomber right Yeah, now. I know. Exactly. I learned out. a lot from Doug's interview. Most of the things I can't say online, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that's the thing. I think it's, you know, um, quick to judgment and, and things that I, stereo not stereotypes, but um, judgments, things things that I had heard about people and, and you know, uh, uh, and it's like it totally changed my mind. You know, actually, that actually usually makes a good interview for me mm -hmm. because I like to break down those preconceived notions. And when I meet somebody, I can kind of directly address it because I'm on an interview for him. And then I can kind of figure out where that came from. Like, why do I have this image in my mind? Actually, speaking of Doug's episode, I didn't know Doug was a Honda engineer. Yeah. I've been riding dirt bikes since I was a kid. That's one of the most – that was so cool. And I didn't know that. I wouldn't have known that. If it I think it was there. just on a business card. But, yeah, it's <laughs> Honda engineer. No, but it's <laughs> – 
It's like I didn't know that stuff about him. No. Um, or Amanda's previous careers in film, everything like that. Like you get to know people, and we're really close friends. But it's like that stuff you don't really get to talk to. You get when I get to talk to my friends in an interview format. Yeah. You get to learn a lot more because that's the point. So it, people are fun to open up to and talk to about it. Doug, <laughs> like you're you're killing me over there. Like this is staying in, but like this this look of more. <laughs> Like you, you almost have the Mr. Burns look. Like, excellent, Smithers. Excellent. <laughs> so. Now, I will say that. Like, there have been people that we've been friends with for a long time that I learned things on, on their interviews that I would have never known or never known to ask. So, You know, one of the ones that really threw me off was one of our favorite interviews, and that's Blake Seabee from, well, yeah. Northwest Auto Salon, Right Away Tire. Like, him. He's got, he's got, a, new, he's got a new app, too. Um, Realista. Realista, yeah. Yeah, which is going to be awesome. But just hearing his story of growing up and his, like, drill sergeant grandfather to the bird he's going to have till the day he dies <laughs> to his yep. insane love of animals and the way he grew up, like, that's definitely one of the most interesting episodes we've Parents had. Parents were florists, weren't they? Uh, yeah, some, florists. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Sure, yeah. But, like, talk about not judge a book by its cover, but then awesome, just what awesome stories he had. That was easily one of our listener favorites. If you haven't listened to that episode – Everybody should go back and listen to Blake CV's episode. Not yeah. only since that, we've become really good friends. Yeah. We were always on good terms with Blake, but we've become really close with Blake. We go on a lot of drives with Blake. We hang out. Just really cool guy. <laughs> and then <laughs> we were laughing with Amanda earlier <laughs> and Tug. One of the funnier stories is how John Clevin's uh, car is a whore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, John Clevin's car. Oh, I heard that yeah. story wrong. Uh, sorry. So... It, that went, how did that go? It went from... He bought it. John bought it. He sold it. To Bong. To Bong. And Bong sold... Wait. Then he bought it back from Bong. Who's on first? Yeah. He bought it. He sold it to someone. Bong bought it. Yes, right. that's what it was. John okay, sold thanks. it. So that person sold it to Bong. Bong sold it back to John. John. So now his car is back in his yeah. hands. Yeah. And then, to Damn. laugh it all more, it's like... And then John, Clevin, Metropolitan Detail, our neighbors from Drivers Club here... Mm-hmm. Uh, used to work with the Tim, mm-hmm. Parisha. Well, they were best friends. Like, yeah, they yeah, still are. They They're still, still are. super close mm-hmm. friends. And the Tim crashed a car into a KFC. That's not related to the story, but no. I think it's great. And that car belonged to Park Place, I think, or was it his? Yeah, no, that was the that was the Chevy Caprice or whatever it was that, that the Chevette was, or something. That had the they had the, they put like nine mufflers on it <laughs> in like two weeks because they, the guy kept yeah. And then we also know. Uh, yeah, we know the guy who had to weld that muffler back on. We do. Yeah. <laughs> so really, the only person we don't know is Kevin Bacon. Right, Kevin yeah. Bacon. You should be on our show. Mm-hmm. Somebody, one of our listeners has to know Kevin Bacon. Right. I just feel like it would complete the S show. I don't know if he's a car guy, but I don't. I'm trying to think who we'd know. <laughs> Amanda'd be the closest That's connection true. to I Hollywood. Bet you Amanda yeah, knows yeah. somebody. Yeah. And I loved Pump Up the Volume when I was a kid. Pump Up the Volume. No, Footloose. I'm totally Footloose. Footloose. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot to choose from. Got to go across the county line. Yeah. You have the dance. <laughs> So. Anyway, let's take a quick break and we come back. We've got some more fun stories. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. I have a question for you, Nick. What hasn't changed? (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Uh, I still totally hate PT Cruisers. (laughs) 
Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. <laughs> Actually, Matt's not the one I'm scared of. It's his wife. Uh, <laughs> that woman is passionate about that car. And they, they, I will say this. They have one of the fastest PT Cruisers I know. But and they're yeah. cool G people. They're good yeah, people. Yeah, they're great people. Uh, yeah, PT, what hasn't changed? Uh, PT Cruisers uh, still have the same love for cars that I've loved. Lego Obsession's gotten worse. Yeah, um, how is that new starter story I fitting in your apartment? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Nick it's bought a four-foot Star Destroyer. It's, yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> really hard to move, by the way. <laughs> it's really hard to find place with it next to my Millennium Falcon. But, um, you know, other than that, I think that um, I think you and I are still the people that we said we were going to be when we did the show. That we didn't. That was the one thing we talked about, that we didn't want to be commercialized. We didn't want to be the people that were out there seeking to doing this just for the money. We wanted to do it for fun. And believe me, we're doing <laughs> it's it for a, good a thing ton of fun because there's no money in podcasting. <laughs> so. Um but um No, we we have awesome sponsors yeah. still. Thank yeah, so God for them. Mostly just PT cruisers. Yep. You mostly just PT cruisers. That's just a fair assessment. I mean it is. You know, it's just uh you'd think after all of the, the hanging out at Drivers Club and everything you'd think I'd know more about Porsches. I do not <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> just, I not from a lack of trying, but uh, I, I my my education is far from complete. Here's when it a comes to that. Well, here's a fun extra bonus tip for everybody. Mm-hmm. If it says GT, then a number, it's rear wheel drive. There you go. So there's there's a tip most people don't know. If it's a GT car plus a number, then it's rear wheel drive. They do have a Carrera Four GTS that is all wheel drive. But that but has an S, not it a GT it number. have a number. Okay. So okay. GT2, GT3, GT4, all rear-wheel drive cars. The more you know. Ta-da. Ta-da. What about you, Dan? What stayed the same? Um, I still think stance owners are the pedophiles of the car world. Amen. Preach. Um, and I hope they blast me on social media for that. They're all wrong anyway. You know, you've never really been blasted for it. Like, we, we, we've been pretty open about that feeling. I, yeah, I still hate stance. It's the one thing, like, I had just have, I, that's my hard line. Mm-hmm. So how to ruin a car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. Other than that, no, I, I still love cars every, much, every bit as much as I used to. I work on them actually now more than I did before, even though I have far less time. I just, I think I enjoy it more now. I got those quick jacks the other day. We finally got to uh, lift our buddy Garov's car up. We did just, just a simple light repair. Uh, one of the, the wiring was bad on one of the lights and it was just, I still love getting my hands dirty in the garage. Like, I think it still brings me back to working on cars, even though I didn't know how to do it properly with my dad and my brother. Like, I still love doing that. And now I have more access to knowledge. Like, I can reach out to people now and be like, I don't know how to do this or that. And the show's helped me out a lot in that way. We can fix things faster now because we know people that actually know how to fix them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pretty much. Call people and yeah. be like, help me. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's – and I think the atmosphere, like, uh, a side note to Rain City Supercars is it's created this – Almost the Fast and the Furious family. I hate to say that, but it is like out of your garage. Like we we have wonderful times with people showing up and working on cars, and it's just been it's 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 a family atmosphere, which I'm really grateful for. I mean, I'm, and I want to say that I want to make sure I say that. Like I do want to thank Drivers Club. I want to thank Amanda. I want to thank Jared and Ashley. I want to thank you. You know, this wouldn't be possible without you. It'd be really aw- awkward if I came on and said Rain City Supercars. This is Nick. You know, <laughs> you know people'd be like, I'm not listening anymore. <laughs> He's the funny one. He's not the smart one. (laughs) (laughs) I love doing this just because I've met the coolest people. Like you said, it's, I drive more now, uh, as far as miles than I did before. I think I drove shorter trips before, but I was doing them a lot alone and I did, I still enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like I was driving somewhere because I was depressed. I love driving, but now I can like look at, I've been driving wrong this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) But now I look in my phone and I have so many people I can call and be like, I want to go for a drive here. What do you think here? And, uh, Our friendship base has grown immensely. 
yeah, we've just, it's been so fun for us and I, we just do it for fun. And I love that people still listen. Like I, I don't think, um, I don't think I could do this if it wasn't, if it was just something we did for ourselves. Yeah. I wouldn't find any joy in it. No. But we just keep, we keep meeting such really cool people and I hope that people listen and be, they want to know them too. Yeah. That's all I ever really want out of this is that people are hopefully entertained and that I get to keep introducing all these cool people that other people might not know that are just here. And that's the stuff, like we said before, we're learning things. Oh, all the time. That's just like... That's the Carter Subaru tip of the day forces me to research stuff all the time, and I love it. (laughs) Like when I'm talking about diesel or brakes, I'm like, I want to make sure I'm right. So I start digging in more than just the high-level stuff I have. And I swear, I promise you guys, I'm going to do like an in-depth tech episode. I want to bring in some guests. Like I would love to bring in Blake. I would love to bring Blake back and talk about tires, like the really ins and outs of... Um, like the, what do sidewall measurements mean? What how how do different pressures affect traction? Like we can go down a million roads with that. Or huh, I get it, I get it. <laughs> I see what you did there. Good pun. Totally. Good tire pun. Yeah. <laughs> but then we'll like, get that done right away, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have Batim back and yeah. talk about uh, boost and turbocharging and how like suspension tuning and all this mirror stuff. winglets and <laughs> <laughs> yeah mirror winglets and yeah. using yeah. a cob access port to tune my turbo s to 700 horsepower please but tim that's what you don't need i totally need that all that just to beat dan's car huh yep, yep pretty much <laughs> no because i really want why didn't it. you film that dan dan going down the freeway yesterday it's just a, he's addressing Amanda about our drive because we had this awesome drive over 20. And Sorry. Yeah, we, I just got, thought that would have been a really it, good it video to watch your turbo and the Ferrari go down the freeway, but okay. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. Yeah, really? Oh, were you? At 70? Okay, good. Yes. Yeah. Only, totally at 70. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if people want to go for drives with us, just should. I've, uh, I need to update my dance. We're very approachable. That's one thing I actually have learned Talk from the show. Talk to our agent. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. One thing I've learned from the show is I do not update Dan's drives nearly enough. <laughs> Oh, because you, you have this, this extra time. <laughs> well, I, I've been going on these longer drives. Yeah. When we did the endurance rally, it was people we've had on the show. Carrie, I still need to get James and Jody on here. Um, some other Drivers Club members. Carrie's episode was, by the way, it was awesome. I love yeah. Carrie. And she's, <laughs> she's become a, a really good friend. She's an awesome character yeah. and a great friend. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like I've been doing more and more drives and it's been super fun. My, my Porsche is in Porsche Bellevue right now getting a few minor tweaks done. And I have just ticked 41,000 miles on my car. And how many did you have when you picked it up? A little over 27. Nice job, buddy. So it's not, not that long ago. Four months. <laughs> Jeez. 12,000 miles. Uh, yeah, but you've been to Monterey and back, Endurance Drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, Delaware to here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about Delaware to here, too. Yeah. And uh, Grand Teton once. Yep. Yeah. Nice. So cheers to many more drives ahead. Right? Sorry about that. 100 episodes in, he still doesn't silence 100 episodes, phone, folks. I finally don't sell my... I was busy. <laughs> Nick's important. I'm in my own mind, I am. What do you I say am. we go get some nachos? Let's do it. Well, for our 100th episode, and, and I'm proud to say it, uh, for Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. Don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.